Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Well, we like to end our shows whenever we can with our good friend from Pennsylvania Sports Network Midday Show. That would be Joe Lednowski. Joe was out on the golf course. It was a little chilly today, Joe, but how did you hit the ball? It was awesome. It was uh it was uh it was April Erie Golf. There was sun, there was wind, there was snow. Um it was yeah, it's just it's at least we're not shoveling it. I mean I, I shoveled some golf shots today, but I didn't lose any golf balls and we came home in one piece. It was a good time. Well, that's good. Um it was cold though. It was a little chilly, wasn't it? It is, but around here, you know, you got to be tough. You know, you, know, you, you know, I mean, you know how you know everybody in Pittsburgh thinks they're tough, and it's a cold weather city, and then they drive like North Haiti, and like, oh my God, how do you guys function? Well, th- we do, we do, we function the way the people in Pittsburgh pretend that they function. Yeah, I mean, I just I'm telling you that um, y- y- you do have to figure it out a little bit, but man, when when I walked outside today, it was just a little bit too cold for me uh, to even think about wanting to pick up. A, uh, 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 you know, even think about pick, you know, wanting to pick up a, a golf club and go outside. Well, I caddied for my son yesterday in a junior tournament at Corey Country Club, and the last two holes, which were our last two holes while people were teeing off, was a legitimate snowstorm to the point where snow was starting to gather on the green. But you know what? The show must go on. The show must go on, and that's for sure. You know, we were talking a little bit about uh, earlier, and this is sort of right up your alley because you're you like you're really into the college sports. Um, Deion Sanders, uh, since he got hired, has had sixty three scholarship guys leave the program. <laughs> sixty three. Now he's got twenty eight transfers coming in, and he's got nineteen freshman guys coming in, so he's got forty seven coming back. Joe. He's got 47 guys coming in, and he could still take 16 more to get back to the scholarship level that he needs to be at, which is 82, obviously. You know, I was a huge Deion Sanders fan. Um, I, I guess my question would be, are we sure he can coach? Playing is one thing. Coaching is another. And, you know, does he have the acumen to, to deal with the day-to-day stuff that – and, and I, I don't mean this any disrespect. You you know this as, as well as anyone. I don't mean this with any disrespect. But the league in which he came from wasn't exactly, let's say, the big 12, right? Like, right. I mean, you're – like, this is not – oh, cool, there's a former NFL guy that's the head coach. Like – this is a league that that people are paid, you know, millions and millions of dollars, and coordinators get paid. I just, I, mean, I, I love it, but I mean, I just, I, I feel like this is, you know, more, you know, more stick than anything else. And again, like they stunk last year. I mean, they were what one and eleven or what one and ten or whatever, whatever they were. But so what? What's the level of? Oh, they're good. They're they're improved. They're now three and, you know, seven or three and eight. What? I, I just don't. Like I don't know how good that you know that turnaround can be. What's what's a realistic expectation? And again, like it's, 
I'm old enough to remember Colorado mattering. Most of the children that he's talking to, they have to ask their dads about, you know, Rashawn Salam and Cordell Stewart and then, you know, that, you know, Michael Westbrook and that era of greatness. I, I mean, listen, I, Deion Sanders is one of the most intriguing guys of, of my lifetime. You know, Dion was, was, I don't want to say better than Bo, but he was after Bo and, you know, had, you know, some longevity to it. And, you know, he was probably, would it safe to say that he was the first all-in self-promotion, you know, athlete where, you know, the brand and Nike really allowed him to do some things. You know, obviously the, the Falcons and Braves allowed him to do some things, but and I, I love Dion Sanders. He, he was a great commentator. He was great on TV, but. Like we make it sound, oh look at look, oh they had, they had forty five thousand people at the spring game. Whoop de do. Like Colorado right. won a national championship not that long ago. Now, now it was a long time ago, but not that long ago. We're not talking about we're not talking about uh, I don't know Steph Curry going to coach San Francisco and be like, look, you know, I mean it was a long time since they won a national championship. I just I want Dion to survive. But I feel like Dion is building more up for Dion for Dion to take the next step. Well, I mean, obviously, I mean, it's a stepping stone type of job for him. I think he needs to prove that he can do it in a major conference because, like you said, it's a little bit different than, you know, being in, you know, the SWAC or whatever conference he was before. But uh, I find it incredible that this is sort of the model for what is going to be college football going forward, isn't it? Where Duke coaches come in or even old coaches that are in trouble and they basically just got the roster and bring in new guys it's like free agency well i mean that, i thought what well, they had 15 kids hit the portal today and uh the hyphenated kid's name which penn state immediately offered the wide receiver who lit it up in the spring game i'm not going to pretend that i watched that spring game um <laughs> I, i'm just saying like i mean is is this good for business like I thought, you know, I, I thought the Quanzo Martin, you know, I don't want to, I don't know how to describe it. I mean, that that video where he, you know, he addressed, you know, it was in the 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 NCAA tournament where he's talking about, you know, how are how are we building men to to deal with adversity? And I don't think it's it's limited to men, but he said men, you know, how to become a parent. But you know, listen, I you know, you, you got a kid that doesn't listen. What are you gonna do? put them in the portal and wait for another kid. And when I mean a kid, I mean like your child, like how are, what are we doing for the kids to actually better themselves? Like it gets to the point where, you know, if you've, you've been very fortunate where you've not had to, to, to jump from job to job. But you know, like if, if you sent me a resume and I saw that you'd worked at six different places the last seven months, I'm going to be honest with you. I've got some reservations before I hire you. Like, are we really doing the, the the children in the right way to prepare themselves to go and compete in the real world? Because we all know less than 1% get to compete professionally in the said sport. Yes. I think the biggest thing to me is I don't know um, if it's good for business. I also don't know exactly what you can do differently. You know what I mean? It, it, it feels like. When it comes well, we, to, we, we all have this fake dream. Like, you know, even, you know, again, I, I've told you this for years, you know, on the air and off the air, you go peruse the D2 campuses. And I guess what? 
Silver Rock, Cal, Claren, Edinburgh, you name it, IUP. They all got they all got kids that think they're going pro. Well, they are. It's just not going to be in a sport. They will be a professional someday. And they might be a professional carpet installer. They might be a professional, you know, real estate agent. They might, but they play a sport now. But we, we, we have a system where we all play by the same rules, but yet the rules that we have cater to the select 1%, much like, you know, our political system as well. True. Absolutely. Uh, I just hope that, Here's what I hope, Joe. I hope that at some point the, the pendulum swings back. I keep hearing people say it's going to, and some semblance of sanity returns to, you know, the whole transfer situation and whatnot. But I uh, unfortunately feel like that is probably not going to happen. Well, there's always market correctness. You know, I mean, it, it'll just, it'll figure it out. And, you know, there's, 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 you know, you know, I shouldn't say this in, in getting joy. And I don't, I don't, I don't, I should have rephrased that properly. I'm not, I'm not on, I'm I'm not a host in this station. I'm just a guest, so I'm not that advanced. But look at you know, look at the reorganization and downsizing that ESPN's gone through today. I mean, you sometimes you get too big, and unless the government's there there to prevent you from failing, eventually you will fail. So I mean, you should always be reevaluating your business plan. Say, is this you know, is this a long term plausible plan? And you know, right now I think the obvious answer with what we got going on with the collegiate sports world is no, this is not a long-term sustainable plan for success. And as to how you get out from underneath that rock, what they've now put on their shoulders with the portal and dare I say NIL. No, it's not. I mean, it's, you know, it's a, it's a bunch of, it's a bunch of little guys with a, a little bunch of little hands that together can carry that big rock up the hill. But when, you know, you know, a half dozen of them are all of a sudden disinterested, what happens to the rest of them? They get crushed. Yeah, um, I just feel like that's really, to me, um, uh, uh, it, it's it just if it doesn't feel like it's a hundred percent sustainable, especially when you throw in the NIL stuff. But I think it's here to stay for at least the foreseeable future. So you might as well get used to it. I just, I mean, I I would love somebody to make the case that turning over sixty three guys in one off season is good for the sport. I don't care what the the story is. Um, Joe, are you starting to get bucko fever? I've had, I've had it, I, I've had it, and you know it's funny because you know, you know my son's eleven, and you know he he's in, he's in, and it, it's cool. And, and I will say this: I, I have bucko fever for two reasons. One, I guess I didn't realize how annoyed I should have been with all the downtime in baseball. Like the, the game is, is a much better watch than it is now or than it, than it was. It's, it's just, it, the game just moves more quickly and that it, it, it's, it's awesome. But from the pirates perspective, with the exception of Reynolds, because I don't believe it's in his physical DNA capability to smile that team looks like they have fun. Like I know they want to give McCutcheon all the credit and great. That's that's awesome. Well, that's but how that team. That team looks like they have fun. Now winning. Now winning is part of it, but you know the uh, Bay. I mean that dude is like. I mean that dude's always smiling. Like he just struck out. He's smiling. Like, they, but if if you watch, if you just watch. 
the body language of that team. They they look like winners. They look like they're having fun, and it's been a long time since we've seen that. Yeah, and here's the other thing. It feels like you know there's there's actually a little bit of enthusiasm in the city uh, among the fan base for the Pirates. It seems like there are a lot of people you know that are really excited about sort of the prospects of you know just the fact that they've won a bunch of games in a row and uh, they're in first place and all this other stuff. And so we'll see how far it takes it. But you make a good point. I think that the pace of the games helps make the games more enjoyable. It is. And I, I didn't re- – I mean, I, I don't remember – I mean, you know, like we, we watch a lot of golf, right? And, you know, hit the ball, Cantley. Hit it, Sergio. Come on. Like you, you, there are certain guys that are so slow. Like Cantley and Sergio are, are just – agonizingly slow but when you put a when you put a bunch of guys out there that are slowish it gets real slow and I, I feel like baseball has you know allowed everyone to be slowish and now we're just kind of speeding up and it, it, the production is up I mean things it's, it's a better product and if somebody you know if Max Scherzer's feeling get hurt or uh, I'm not picking on Max Scherzer but I'm just Randomly, if somebody's feelings get hurt because you know they feel rushed, well, dude, you're just a guy. You're, you know, the the greater good and the greater benefit of a more watchable product. Sorry, bro, you you become now a a road, you know, a, a, a speed bump, not a road block. And you know, I, I think that baseball right now is in a good spot, and I I don't but think it's the worst thing in the world. That the Rays and the Pirates are good. It kind of gives everybody else a little bit of hope. Small ball, you ban the shift. The bases are bigger. Stealing matters a little bit. I, I think. I think by and large, you know, for a sport that's always been reactionary. Um, now I, I don't agree with the the runner that start the extra innings, but that's either here or there. I feel like for the first time in in my lifetime, you know. Obviously, my lifetime is is by and large the steroid era. I, I feel like um, baseball's been proactive. I don't think that's always been the case. Yeah, there's no question. You you mentioned golf. I mean, you you remember uh, last week the whole thing about um, Patrick Cant- Cantlay at the Masters, and then uh, there have been some clips to come out. Golf is a sport, though, it seems like they'll never, ever really be, you know, vigilant in enforcing some sort of clock like that. Well, they do. I mean, they, they penalize you, you know, if you – but you have to get real slow. But they will. I mean, it's, it's happened, and they've threatened to do it, but they don't ever, you know, hammer the, the superstars. That might be – you know, Patrick Cantlay getting hammered might speed up the pace. Again. But right, wrong, or indifferent, you know, I want to – one of my one of my favorite stories about you know how we failed as a society. Uh, now, granted, they were no longer student athletes because they were done playing. But you know, my wife being an athletic trainer and me being a broadcaster, we get to know some kids. And we went out. Uh, I took some of the the, the gentlemen of age out uh, on St. Patrick's Day a couple of years ago, and we were we were sitting there enjoying the, the libations and the, the green, you know, whatever. And they're on their phones. And I'm like, well, what are you guys doing? They're like, oh, we're, you know, we're talking to girls. They were on an app. You know, they were swiping up, down, left, and right. 
They were sitting in the same bar, swiping left and right for girls that were in the same bar that they were. I'm like, why don't I'll give you a couple of bucks, go buy them a drink. They, we don't want the society that we have now created. They don't want uh, the interaction. They want it fast. We're, we're in a failed society. A failed society. Is that what you're saying for real? Could you imagine being 23 years old, being in a bar? Instead of going to speak to the young lady or swiping on your phone to, to make an arrangement later when she's literally 30 feet away from you and you're too terrified to go make the, the personal interaction? Like, my goodness gracious, how did we get here in life? Yeah, uh, well, that's uh, that's actually a pretty good observation. Uh, last one, last little subject here before we let you go, Joe. Steelers draft on Thursday night. Everybody seems to want them to move up to take a tackle. Um, and, um, I can be, I could get with that. I think that's okay. I also think it would be okay for them to stay where they're at and, and, and get maybe a middle linebacker or, uh, even a receiver. What, what are your thoughts on what they should do? Um, we've been doing this a lot, um, uh, up here. Uh, we've been doing some draft stuff on, uh, the, the CBS that I'm on every week. Uh, again, this is, the, the Steelers are in such a hard spot. Um, because there's going to be a run, and it's going to be on quarterbacks. Then the question, is it cornerbacks or tackles? If the run on cornerbacks comes before tackle, they could get lucky. And when I say they can get lucky, uh, I grew up an Eagles fan, and let's be honest, right now the way they do their business is the best way to do it. But you and I are both sports guys, and you know that you got to dominate at the point of attack, and all the cool stuff on the periphery is, you know, pretend. And let's be honest, the Eagles had everyone thinking Carson Wentz once upon a time was the league MVP, and then they went and won the Super Bowl with Nick Foles. Uh, imagine a scenario where they could get Paris Johnson, Broderick Jones, or – Darnell Wright from Tennessee, and then somehow, some way, get Osiris Torrance, the guard from Florida, and then all of a sudden you've got left tackle, left guard, right guard, a young quarterback, and Allen Robinson's in the fold with some young wide receivers, and then all of a sudden Farmer's still there, and a defense that you know, quite frankly, could get a little bit better. Give me the line of scrimmage, bud. I want it all the time. Make me better. Unless you have Mahomes, dominate the line of scrimmage. All right, Joe. Appreciate it, buddy. We got to get out of here and get rolling. And I think, thank you so much. He's Joe Lednowski, Pennsylvania Sports Network, Midday Show. Thanks, Paul. All right, brother. That is Joe Lednowski. And, of course, uh, he is our guy. We've got to get out of here. It's the Paul's Ice Show. Uh, Thank you for listening. Thursday, we'll be on with the draft show. I think it's Crowley, me, and Doran, I think is what it is. And uh, we'll have a good time then. Till then, have a good time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.